0: Hey! Welcome, fam! Okay, every one of y'all who've been listening to my podcast helped put us at the top of the list for iTunes' newest podcasts, who have been consistently following in, DMing me, letting me know what you think of the podcast. Thank you so much! This podcast is really a dear diary uh, to reflect on my life, to learn how to better myself and have more healthy relationships around me, and I can't keep these secrets to myself. So welcome to a podcast where I hope that you learn, you laugh, and you evolve with me with every episode. Yes, my people. So this week I'm going to do something that I've decided I want to do at the end of every month. And that is opening up a conversation with you, my fam, my people. So what I'm doing is I'm answering specific questions that you guys hit me up in the DMs. You'll see me if you follow me on Instagram, at The Genie Mai. I put in my stories that I want to have and ask me anything. You guys have so many amazing questions, and you guys, I've realized my audience is very insightful, deep. Y'all are deep-ass thinkers. If somebody told you, you're too deep, you're too heavy, you're too introverted, you're too heavy in on your thoughts, fuck them, bitches. No, just kidding. No, really, fuck them, because that tells me that you guys are introspective, and you guys are... Hungry to learn more about yourself so that you understand yourselves better, either to help somebody else out there or to be a healthier vessel for me to be friends with, for us to coexist better in this world. And I love people like that. So I appreciate you for signing on to my podcast because you tell me that you love to learn more about yourself so you can heal and be better for the world around us. You're dope, man. I appreciate that. So, first of all, thank you to everybody who hit me up in the DMs with your questions. I got so many great ones about health and love, and I really boiled it down to a select view that I hear a lot about so that I can answer the majority of you guys who have questions around these areas. So, Marav is here on standby. Marav is my amazing assistant. And she's just really administrative with being able to get to shit that I can't get to when I can't fuck with my Instagram and talk at the same time. I'm that girl. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Morale, for being uh, here. No problem. My pleasure. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to name the names. I'm going to make up names for these guests because, of course, I don't want to air out your shit on my podcast. But I do want to ask your question in the way you wrote it. So the first one comes from, let's say, Lexi. Lexi sounds sexy, right, Morale? Mm-hmm. The first question is from Lexi. And she asks, how do you move on from the bad? Um, well, she gave some personal information about her own particular situation and overcoming homelessness okay. and um having to deal with the turmoil of moving a lot and the ups and downs of a living situation that changes a lot. And um so she wants to know how you, Jeannie, bounce back from, you know, your bads or your lows and how you kept your head up. Okay, so Lexi, first off, I'm hugging you from here, girl. I think the fact that you heard my shout out on my gram to ask me this question means you have a phone. I'm thankful for that. Let's, hey, yo, let's be thankful about those small things. So I'm glad you have a phone. I hope you have a roof over your head. I'm giving you a hug from here because you cared enough to reach out and ask something that could possibly help you. I want to first say that the biggest lesson I've learned in life and has created my career today is to own you before they do. I say this all the time, but because it needs as much echoing as possible in your head. When I say own you before they do, I mean own your truths, own your setbacks, own your mistakes, own your process of getting to where you want to be in life because it inevitably helps you to own your truths so that you get yourself through the process rather than someone calling you out on it. I used to be embarrassed about the fact that I don't always have correct grammar or some of the parts of my body that some people brought out to me that made me feel ashamed about. I know that I have a food butt. I know that I have a bunion. And people calling it out for me made me actually embarrassed about it. when, When I started calling it out for myself, I was like, yo, that's my body, man. And I'm proud of it. And also people calling me out for being a people pleaser or calling me out for saying yes too much made me realize that, yo, I am a person who aims to please. I am an acts of service type of girl. And although some of it can be helpful to the people who... Appreciate it and respect it. It can be harmful to me with people who drain me or use it to their advantage. So, when I started to own these truths about myself, I started to be able to create boundaries around myself so that I could grow and turn my pain into power. Which is why I think when I turned 40, you started hearing some things about Jeannie Mai, like that I've gone through some sexual trauma. Um, that I was molested as a child, that my mom and I had a broken relationship for some time because of that and I let people step on me or I chose relationships that maybe weren't the best for me because I was just people pleasing along the way. I learned to own these things about myself so that I could get better at learning what it is that I fall privy to so that life stopped giving me lessons repeatedly until I learned it and took the power back into my own hands. So for you, I want to say where you are, Lexi, whatever led you to where you are, whether it was an exterior relationship or some choices you've made, I don't care. Girl, you're already a champ for having gotten through what you've gotten through to be here where you are right now. Own that. Own your process. Own the mistakes you've made. Own even the places where you feel shamed. And when you start to own it, you begin to... Actually harness these beautiful things about you that you have to polish and you have to heal in order to overcome them. I even want you to be more self-aware, okay? Now, self-awareness is a form of self-love. The moment you become self-aware, you're able to see your own bullshit and where you're messing things up so you don't blame things on the outside. And instead of that, you start working on yourself from the inside. And when you become aware, you know what you're doing. And when you know what you're doing, the opportunities for growth never stop. Think about that. I'm in a place right now in my life where I'm practicing mindfulness. And mindfulness is really being present in where you are in your life so that you can feel your emotions, even as painful as you are. I've definitely broke down crying by myself in my dressing room, in my car, um even on a hike. But when I was more self-aware about the pain that I'm dealing with, I was able to go, yo, you're fucked up in this area, Jeannie, you need some help. And finding outlets like this podcast or my Hello honey series or even just opening up to a friend allowed me to air those, wounds out so they can start to scab and heal. So I just feel for you, Lexi. I want you to really, number one, own your truths. Number two, become more self-aware so that you can begin the healing process of what you need next. Next steps might be therapy and starting to find that vibe of tribe of people who are open to holding you in a safe space, listening to you and tending to your needs. But really take that journey upon yourself first so that you can be your first truest love everything after that will fall into place. And I hope you stay close, sis. I want to hear how you're doing, but I hope that gives you the first steps to moving on from the bad. I wish you luck, babe. All right, fam, this question comes from, we're gonna call her Flower. And if she hears her question, she'll know why based on her handle from Instagram. Flower, you wrote, how does one properly heal from the trauma experienced while growing up in an extremely abusive environment? Any tips for dealing with anxiety caused by this? Thanks, Jeannie. Flower, first off, girl, you in the right spot, hanae. My podcast was specifically for my, my, my women out there, my sisters, my ams in Vietnamese, to learn about any trauma or any anxiety that you're dealing with in order to overcome that and become more powerful because of the tools that you gain in this process. So Flower, I really want you to listen to my second podcast from Christine of Sepian, where she basically describes to you what anxiety is and what depression is and how to really be self-aware and mindful so that you can heal yourself through it by really first embracing it. So what you wrote here is really what I'm going through right now. When I turned 40, I decided to be more present in my feelings instead of kind of, I'm a workaholic to be honest with you, and I just choose to work over dealing with my feelings, dealing with my marriage at the time, dealing with what real issues were going on. And then I learned that I was an extreme people pleaser. Man, when I looked at the situations in my life that stressed me out the most, they always came from people pleasing or saying yes when I really wanted to say no. And life kept showing me that until I decided at 40 to stop, even decide divorce And create a boundary around myself where I know Jeannie can manage expectations. So what I did was I really owned my truths. And I say this a lot, Flower. I say, own you before they do. And so I, at 40, I started to own my truth before anybody else engaged with me and got me to sign on to something that I wasn't ready for or that I wasn't really wanting. But because I kept thinking that I should say yes to the marriage or say yes to the relationship or the friendship. I started to realize that I was putting myself second because these weren't things that I was ready for. And there I started to beat myself up because of these relationships I really wasn't doing a good job in or the friendship I wasn't really showing up for. So what I want you to do first is own the trauma that, that you've experienced by Really living through it. And I advise you to get a therapist to go through this. My second podcast has an amazing life coach, Christine, who you can reach out to. Listen to that podcast and I would reach out to her because she gives you some actual tools on how to experience your trauma, really embrace it. So then you learn where your mind needs to be redirected so that you don't fall privy to those same habits you did in your trauma today because, girl, it inevitably shows up later on in your friendships and your relationships and your work engagements. So first do that, and then your anxiety, what I learned from Christine, is your anxiety is fear of the future, whereas depression is fear of the past. And for me, I deal with anxiety today. You give me an invite to something and I already get anxiety about attending, who am I going to talk to, what to wear. I already want to stay home before I've even gone. If I have to step into a, an event or something with a large group of people that I don't know, yo girl, I already want to go home and I already get anxiety about saying something dumb or looking stupid or um, just being nervous and I get clammy and my inner thighs and my pits sweat and it's so gross and I just, why do I get like that? before I've even stepped in the situation. Well, A, because I'm not owning who I am, so I feel less valuable to contribute to whatever the conversation is. Or B, I'm already afraid of shit that hasn't even happened. And I know that's probably going through your head too in different ways. So I want to encourage you first to listen to the podcast, enlist in some help like from someone like Christine, a life coach who can give you tools to help navigate through the anxiety. And then stick close to people who give you wings, not weight. I always say this. Do they give you wings or weight? What I mean by that is think about the people in your life. And do you feel that when you hang out with that person or you have a conversation with them, do they give you weight? Do they actually make you feel downtrodden, heavy, burdensome? Do they make you swell more in the anxiety around you? Or do they give you wings? Do they uplift you? Do they make you feel, oh my God, I feel like a breath of fresh air. I feel like I've cleansed. Even if you went and got emotional with them, do you feel better? Start to clip that weight. The people around you that weigh you down are not healthy for you, especially in this time. You may be able to be friends with them later, but when you are in need of oxygen, air, and healing, those aren't the people for you. So only you can be responsible for the vibe you want from the tribe you have. So I want you to start making that decision of clipping the weight around you, listen to my second podcast, and get some help with someone who can help you navigate your feelings and the heaviness you have around you. Welcome back, my fam, to my official Ask Me Anything. I'm doing this once a month now. At the end of the month, I'm going to open up the conversation to you, fam, because I did this podcast for you. I wanted to learn more about What your interests are, how to evolve more together, what are your questions, how can I personally help you? Because I feel so limited when we're connected through my talk show, where I can't talk back to you, or Instagram, where you've got like only yay space for a comment, and I can't hit you up in the DMs so regularly. So this is my way of answering your questions and connecting with you. So thank you for hitting me up with questions. Honey. My next question comes from Missy. I'm not giving you real names because I want to protect my fam out there, but... Missy knows who she is when I read her question. Hey Jeannie, I'm 24 years old and I've recently been feeling really low. Everyone, I mean everyone around me has a boo thing and some even getting married and I'm here and I've never had a serious relationship ever. So I'm very confident, but this is making me feel like there's gotta be something wrong with me. Any advice will help? All right, my 24 year old Am. Am is Vietnamese for younger sister. Am, (laughs) Can I just tell you when I was 24, I kind of wish I had that lone time, girl. I was so busy just saying yes to dates and saying yes to any events with people around me and guys being around me and girls because I just wanted to experience this freedom of being a young adult. And now that I'm 40 and I've spent more time by myself, I'm realizing that this time by myself is where I'm learning so much dope shit about who I am that I'm more selective about the relationships around me. So I don't waste my time with fuck boys or fuck others or just fuckery. And so I just want to tell you first off, I know I know you're feeling like FOMO about all these relationships around you, but I just want you to be mindful about this alone time because sometimes being alone is the upgrade. And you ain't got to come from a downgrade to go to an upgrade. You don't always have to come from a lowly relationship to realize that you need something better. You're in the better right now. I'm telling you, any 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old person, any person with some time or wisdom will tell you alone time is magic. So I just want you to know at 24, I'm so excited that you're having this around you. And I want you to enjoy it. So instead of teaching you how to get a relationship, I'm going to focus on this alone time. Don't get mad at me. Just try me out. I'm your big sister. So just try me out for three weeks with what I'm about to tell you. And if you don't gain some tools to enjoy this alone time, hit me back and punch me in the throat. But for now, try this, okay? Number one, Missy, I want you to get this book. It's called The Pocket Pit Not Han. I know this sounds crazy. So it's The Pocket Pick, which is T-H-I-C-H, not N-H-A-T, Han, H-A-N-H. It's a tiny book. It'll fit in your fucking clutch or your glove compartment or your, what are those things that we ride nowadays instead of bikes? Scoot? Scooters. It'll fit in your scooter. I don't know, bitch. I'm just telling you some shit. But I love this book because it's a Buddhist monk that I've been following. And this monk is very prolific about the art of mindfulness, which is the art of being present. When I talk about the art of being present, I talk about this because I want you to enjoy those moments of time that you have to yourself because it will lessen as you get older. I promise you this. If I could get back time to just be still with my thoughts, I would, but I have to make that time now because I have so many different responsibilities. I'm not saying you don't at 24, but I'm just saying life will add on to you because you already sound like an ambitious forward thinker. So I know you're not gonna be sitting idle at 30 and 40. So I want you to embrace this time that you have to yourself by being mindful. This book will help you. So just to give you an example of being mindful, I don't know what you do in your day being alone, but you might scroll the gram. You might um, go to coffee shops by yourself. You might be sitting on the couch surfing Netflix watching Euphoria. I don't know what it is. But the art of mindfulness can be as simple as eating a piece of fruit. And when you think of the fruit that you were eating, it could be an orange. If you just ate an orange for lunch, you're cramming in your mouth, you're scrolling the gram, you're riding your bike during that time. Whatever it is that you're doing, you're not being mindful about this time that you take to nourish yourself. Instead, you could be looking at that fruit and appreciating that that fruit came from one tiny seed that grew into this beautiful tree that harvested a bunch of fruit for you and other people to be able to take from it. When you break open its flesh and you see the veins and you see the pulp and you see this juiciness and the vitamin C that is meant to nourish you and you bite into it and you taste and feel all the senses through your smell, through your sound, through your your palate... This is the art of being mindful as you appreciate this fruit that is about to nourish your body. Now think about this, baby girl, if you applied this to all parts of your life. When you're doing your makeup, and instead of just putting on that concealer to cover up your dark circles, or putting on eyeliner to make your eyes look bigger, stop looking at makeup as a function and, looking at, and look at it as self-love. When you put on eyeliner because you have so much beautiful things to see through your eyes, and you have two beautiful eyes to be able to see through, and all the things that you see through people and their emotions, embrace that as you line them or put mascara on. When you put on foundation, because you want to clean your palette of whatever it was yesterday that you went through, and you want to give yourself a fresh face forward, this is why you put on makeup. Start being mindful about this time that you have around you and you'll realize that you'll not only love yourself more in the process, but girl, the glow that will come off of you because you enjoy your personal space will be like nectar to bees. I promise some of the parts, well, I'm going to say this and it sounds really conceited, but just feel me for a second. I believe that the reason why I'm attractive to other people, and I'm not just talking about men. I'm just talking about people. The reason why I'm attractive is because I started to really fucking like who I am. I actually started to enjoy who Jeannie Mai is. I used to think of myself as a hustler and I just would like go try to make that bread, try to be cute on this commercial try to say something smart on my talk show. But then I realized that I was just performing for y'all. And I stopped that at a certain point in my life and started to just really look introspectively in myself and started to really break down what I like about myself. I like the fact that I think with my mouth. I like the fact that I'm a deep ass thinker and I really fall heavy into my thought process and feel what it is that I'm going through so that I can connect with other people or learn some shit about myself so I can evolve. I really like to hear people's stories. I'm fascinated by people, and I love hearing about people's journeys or people's weird jobs so that I can learn a little bit more about the society around me or something I can take for myself. I really like weird shit. I love Googling weird sex positions. I love learning more about my vagina and that other layer back there. I didn't know that I had it. I love all these things about me, but at the end of the day, I enjoy myself so much. My point is that now I become more attractive to other people because I like me and we like to be around people who fucking like themselves. Who wants to be around people who drain energy from you? Not me. (laughs) So I just want to teach you, Missy, instead of looking for a person to boo up with, I want you to teach, I want to teach you more about how to be mindful in this time alone that you have, to embrace this upgrade that you've got in your early age of being alone, and how to fucking love yourself and be so on fuego about what makes you different that that shit will omit from you, girl, you won't be able to keep them off of you. I'm serious. I I need you to smoke when I'm rolling because I'm on that tip now and I'm trying to tell you because I wish I had this at 24 rather than waiting till I'm 40. We have a question that came in as a DM video and I want to play this because I thought it was so cool, sis, for you to send me this and I think it's a great question that I've been asked before. So my question is how do you deal with i guess friends and peer pressure regarding um interracial dating and marriage and all of that and what your your advice is um and so yes so sis first of all you have beautiful skin i'm jelly because your skin is so hot and popping in that video Um, Interracial marriages and relationships. So I would say all of my relationships in my life have been interracial. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again here for my podcast listeners. Instead of thinking interracial, I think interresponsible. I think that whoever you're dating, you need to be responsible to understand the culture they come from, understand their upbringing, understand their traditions, understand their language, understand what is valuable to them and their family. It is not for you to change, but it is for you to respect and to understand. I know for me, being Vietnamese American, um, whoever dates me is going to know that I have a very close relationship with my mom, that my mom is emphatic, that she's nosy as fuck, (laughs) that she's frugal as fuck, and that we come from a third world country that we wear on our backs. I'm very proud of the fact that I'm first gen and that my family came here to make a life for me. Therefore, I work to serve them, to protect them, and I like to save money, honey. So don't catch me out here spending dumb bread on, you know, handbags or first class flights that I don't need. I'm just that girl. So why I'm telling you this is I own the things about my culture and why it makes me who I am so that my partner can respect me more and make room for those areas I need to keep me who I am and evolve me where I'm not. And I ask the same for this other person. So interresponsibility is to really embrace all the beauty and the colors, the smells, the sights, the sounds, and the origin that makes your partner who they are so that you can elevate them in this and shed light on these mixture of cultures so you guys can make this melting pot what it should be, full of flavor. I never think that you should water down your culture when you get together. I think that you should blend them so that you can celebrate each and give them their space. And never forget that your culture is what makes you who you are. I hope that helps you, sis. So I am so thankful for all these questions that I got from my fam out there. I'm gonna be doing this once a month because I wanna hear what you gotta say. And um, hit me up all the time in my DMs with questions you may have um, because I'll be remembering them. And I want you to know too that my gram, I post my Instagram, and I always read my comments. So if you follow me on my gram, at my, you can find ways to comment there. And I'll always circle, highlight, asterisk your things so that I can answer you later on. Because I really made this podcast so that I can be closer to you, hear your thoughts, and be able to grow together. I love you, honey. Like, subscribe, whatever platform. You're listening to this podcast. Please let me know what you think. And I love you so much for tuning in. Thank you, my people. Take care of each other.